Hey, welcome to Lycan Scripture, for your soul's profit and learning. Today we are discussing possible scripture applications from 1 Nephi chapters 1 and 2. The scriptures we discuss aim to persuade people to believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord their Redeemer, and consistently act in harmony with that belief. This podcast promotes the practical application of scripture by looking at possible life integrations. Even if the verses we review are not the same as you would have chosen, modeling this practice may give you additional perspective and food for thought as you strive to liken relevant scripture in your own life. So in chapter 1, obviously, Nephi introduces himself. But the chapter is mostly about the experiences his dad has and how that leads them to eventually move away from their home and look for a promised land. Uh, Remember that this podcast is not going to go through the chapters verse by verse, nor usually to give you a lot of background information. It is to look at verses that strike me during this particular reading of the Book of Mormon. So they are probably verses that were different from the last time I went through the Book of Mormon and show how the process of applying the scriptures to ourselves or likening it to ourselves could provide new insight, but more importantly, point out practical application in our lives so we can make changes and improve because we read what the Lord has presented in the scripture. So we're going to concentrate first on verse 4. For it came to pass in the commencement of the first year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, my father Lehi having dwelt at Jerusalem in all his days. And in that same year there came many prophets prophesying unto the people that they must repent, or the great city Jerusalem must be destroyed. What strikes is that there are a lot of prophets. In that same year, there came many prophets prophesying unto the people. Now, with my previous reading of the Book of Mormon, I am aware that there is no record of any of those prophets being sent to the promised land or to a promised land because this record is specifically about the Lehi, Nephi, and their families. The other prophets are not mentioned by name, and we don't know exactly what happens. But we do know from various readings of the Bible and the Book of Mormon that prophets don't all meet with success, that prophets don't all meet with the same level of success, that prophets don't all end up experiencing the same things even though they are delivering the same message for the same God. And so in this case, we can assume that none of these prophets are promised a land for an inheritance. Um, It's an assumption because we don't know. But Lehi is. The point for me being, when I apply it to myself, if I do something the Lord asks me to do, and my neighbor does the same something the Lord asks him or her to do, the obvious results may not be the same. And we'll come back to that uh, a few times, I'm sure, as we go through the Book of Mormon, because there are others who experience uh, those kinds of differentiated outcomes. Second thing, starting from this verse, the prophets come 
prophesying unto the people that they must repent or the great city of Jerusalem must be destroyed. So they give a fairly specific message. Yet the chapter itself shows that the Lord has no problem with Lehi, or by extension, anyone else, going forth and praying unto the Lord and finding out things directly for themselves. Lehi also was apparently filled with compassion, because in verse 5, he went forth and prayed unto the Lord, even with all his heart, in behalf of his people. So he was struck by the message of uh, potential destruction and was praying, hoping that that would not happen. He has some specific experiences, and we're going to look at those next. And it came to pass, as he prayed unto the Lord, there came a pillar of fire, and dwelt upon a rock before him. And he saw and heard much, and because of the things which he saw and heard, he did quake and tremble exceedingly. And being thus overcome with the Spirit, he was carried away in a vision, even that he saw the heavens open, and he thought he saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. First Nephi 6 and 8 The thing that struck me from these verses was the different ways that the Lord is using to teach Lehi. Yeah, in verse 6, there came a pillar of fire and dwelt upon a rock before him, and he saw and heard much. Then in verse 8, he was carried away in a vision. Then in verse 11, And they came down and went forth upon the face of the earth. And the first came and stood before my father, and gave unto him a book, and bade him that he should read. And it came to pass that as he read, he was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. First Nephi chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. And the first came and stood before my father, and gave unto him a book, and bade him that he should read. So three different ways of being taught, and the Lord being the expert, the perceived wisdom in the world today is, and certainly in the educational world, is that people have different learning styles. Uh, you know, some ways work better for some people. And that there's a need for repetition. The Lord is teaching multiple times here, and he's teaching in different learning styles. Interestingly, also in verse 12, And it came to pass that as he read, he was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. So the two things I take away for application, when I'm being taught, I should be looking for different ways that the lesson could be taught. So it could be that I read about the lesson in Scripture or in some other good book. It could be that I experience the lesson by being placed in it. It could be that I hear about the lesson from others who have experienced it and are trying to share with me so that I know how to deal with that situation when I have to face it. Right, different learning styles, and I, I ought to be open to all of them, but it is also possible that some will strike me more than others, because that's just the way that I learn. And of course, when I'm teaching others, whether that is children, grandchildren, 
people that I teach because of a calling in church, even when I'm giving talks perhaps, I should remember that people have different learning styles and that one child may understand something that I get them to read. Another child will do much better if they get to experience something or if they get to see something rather than just reading it. The second thing that I would apply is, and it came to pass that as he read, he was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. That is my goal when I read Scripture, that I will be able to feel the Spirit while I'm reading. Okay, chapter 2. And Lehi is already off into the wilderness. He thanks the Lord for the blessings that he has given. Not everybody in the family is excited to be moving, but Nephi decides that he wants to find out for himself whether it's right what they're doing. And the Lord, again, allows that, just like he allowed with Lehi to pray to find out more. He allows with Nephi to find out more and not just to rely entirely on the words of his father or on the words of the prophet, but to get confirmation for himself. And the verses we're particularly going to look at are verses 7. And it came to pass that he built an altar of stones, and made an offering unto the Lord, and gave thanks unto the Lord our God. And 12. And thus Laman and Lemuel, being the eldest, did murmur against their father, and they did murmur because they knew not the dealings of that God who had created them. Okay, so these verses highlight a very different reaction to the situation that the family finds itself in. Lehi gave thanks unto the Lord our God. Laman and Lemuel did murmur against their father. So different reactions. We're not told about others, but I would imagine that uh, some of them would be closer to how Lehi felt, some of them would be closer to how Laman and Lemuel felt, and some of them might be sort of wavering in the middle there somewhere. Now, it is not unreasonable for Laman and Lemuel not to be that excited about having gone into the wilderness pitching their tent. It's not unreasonable to be somewhat chagrined at giving up your current comfortable shelter from the weather, your home in Jerusalem. Uh, Not unreasonable to be a little worried about giving up your future security and prosperity by leaving behind your land and your possessions, taking only that which you can carry which would have to be mostly about subsistence stuff. No point carrying your gold into the wilderness, not going to do you any good. But it strikes me then that attitude makes a difference. So Lehi is in exactly the same position as Laman and Lemuel. He's leaving behind all the same things. In some ways, physical ways, the situation is worse because he's much older. So this going into the wilderness may be something that's far more physically taxing for him than it is for his sons or other family members. But his attitude is one of giving thanks unto the Lord, and that makes him view his situation differently. And so there's a message in there for me that my attitude is likely to greatly influence how I deal with particular situations, and whether I find a joy in them or not. Additionally, 
Nephi makes the interesting comment, and they did murmur because they knew not the dealings of that God who had created them. I know that I will murmur because I don't understand what the Lord is trying to accomplish in my life. I don't tend to murmur so much for negative situations that I've created for myself because I'm aware I've created them for myself. I tend to have more tendency to murmur when there are things happening in my life that I feel are not a just consequence of my own actions. Does that mean then that when I'm doing that murmuring, it simply indicates that I don't have enough knowledge of the plan of salvation, of the dealings of God, and or enough faith in the Lord I'm inclined to feel after reading those verses that that might be the case and therefore that is something that I should work on. So not only my attitude, but also if I'm inclined to murmur, I need to look at myself and say, okay, what does that mean? Does it mean you don't understand enough of the plan of salvation? Did you think that the whole thing was going to be a smooth ride and that there would be no uh, difficulties, no impetus to growth or do you know that stuff but your faith is a little lacking and you need to do the things that build faith make sure that you are doing your scripture reading make sure that you are saying your prayers make sure that you are living the commandments that you do know so that your faith can be strong enough to deal with those situations those are the things I want to apply from this particular reading of this chapter In my own life, those are the things I want to work on and see if I can do better at. We genuinely hope this podcast provides you both benefit and enjoyment. Remember, it is the application of Scripture currently relevant to you and the focus on Jesus Christ in your own life that are important, and that we are trying to encourage. Episodes are usually released Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday, our time. If you click the Follow option, you'll be sure not to miss any episodes. Please be sure to let your friends know about the podcast too. They can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and other providers. We look forward to catching up with you again next time. Until then, may God bless you in your righteous endeavors.